0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to Everything We Love About Disney, the Disney podcast with the description in the name because it's where we talk about everything we love about Disney. With me, as always, is... Oh, sorry. I'm your host, Tommy T. It's been (laughs) a minute since we did an episode. And with me, as always, is my wife and co-host, Gina. Thank you for being here.
1: Hey, everyone. Glad to be back.
0: So, I thought that a fun topic for this show would be, since we're all waiting here for the parks to reopen, we could talk about some of the things, uh, some of the queues around Walt Disney World that we love that uh, make waiting for an attraction not so bad. So we thought we would run through each of our top five favorite queues in Walt Disney World. Are you ready, Gina?
1: I think so. With it- your- Go ahead. So what's fun about this is that we both decided to, on our own, put together our lists. And I actually had to write mine down because uh, the more I thought about it, the the more I had to write down and I had to yeah. really um, organize myself. So uh, neither of us know what the other is going to say. So uh, we might be improvising a little bit on the spot in case uh, we both end up with the same um, attraction queue
0: so yeah so we're gonna do our top fives I think what we'll do is like we'll start with you you can do your number five if that's okay and then like let's say that your number five is on my list then I'll reveal that at that point and then we'll talk about that one and then we'll go with my number five and so on okay and so forth um, yeah so do you want to kick us off with your number five
1: sure so I went by park um, just because that was the easiest way to organize and um, so, I think to start, uh, do you care which park I start with?
0: No, so I've, I've ranked mine in order one through five. So, whatever okay. Got it. Whatever order you want to do, whatever. Yeah, honestly, I was just going to say that my I think my number one is clear, and numbers two through five could... I kept changing them around. They really could go in any order, so like, don't even worry about it, I, <laughs> okay. I think. I have a clear number one, but all the others... Uh, Or whatever. So whatever one you want to start with is totally fine.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna go and start with Epcot and say my top, my number five, is um, the Finding Nemo. I I don't even know what the official attraction name name is. The
0: Seas with Nemo and Friends. Yeah,
1: that's the one. Just because when that well, first of all, it used to be the Living Seas and it, it was completely different. They um, modernized it a lot. They added the Finding Nemo franchise, and they added this attraction. And I just love that you start, you know, on the on the crest of a beach uh, with the with the grass, and then you move your way through each of the rooms. All of a sudden, you find yourself underwater, and there's a giant boat above you in the ceiling. So you really do feel like you have gone underwater, and you have joined your um little fish friends for a fun little attraction
0: yeah honestly and this one didn't quite make my list it was in my honorable mentions um i almost get a little disappointed how low the lines how low the weight usually is for this attraction because i'm like oh i could spend a few more minutes and in some of these rooms to really take it all in because yeah you have like the beach at first which and then you said uh, transitions you to the underwater and like you're always rushing through that transition. Right. And I would I would appreciate to spend five minutes yeah. kind of slowly working through it. Whoever I'm with, I'm always like kind of dragging my feet. I'm like, at the last in so I'm like, oh, I want to look at the, all this stuff. So
1: I just remember the first time going through it being absolutely blown away. I mean, there's the beach patrol chair. Yep. Uh, there's the sounds of the beach, the waves. It's just, it's really impressive.
0: Yeah, it's a great transition into the rest of the attraction. Yeah. Love it. All right. So my number five, and like I said, I jumbled this around a lot of times, so this could be easily number two in any given day, but I put Pirates of the Caribbean mm. as my number five. Was this on your did this make your list? Um it was an honorable mention. Okay, yeah, so it's kinda like the same same deal where I did Seize as an honorable mention. But um yeah, I mean Pirates kinda the same way it really sets sets the scene. You walk into the Castillo del Moro, I wrote down, is the name of the fort there. That's the, you know, you're supposed to be in this Caribbean fort. And just seeing the armory of the weapons and the dungeon and um, just uh, the sort of sm- smell and, and feeling of the stone really, yeah. like, brings you to a new place. And it's, like, feeling the walls. Like I can just picture, like, walking down there and just, like, touching things. And it's very, like, tactile in that queue. The, the, um, it's funny because today we wouldn't... <laughs> we're all trying to not touch things um it's i very much find myself like touching the iron of the uh the gun racks and yeah. stuff like that um i wrote down one other note here oh a, another a couple other things i wrote down one being it's a very uh linear cue it doesn't switch back on yeah. itself so it I, to me that makes it feel like faster and more of a journey instead yeah. of like <laughs> repeating That's a good point and also, the similar to the seas, and a lot of the attractions probably will talk about, um, it getting darker as you go yeah. helps you transition your eyes to the rest of the ride. Yeah. If you're coming out of the Florida blazing sun, <laughs> and if you went right to the ride, you wouldn't be able to see for the first couple minutes. Yeah, that's a Because like, think about when somebody like takes a flash photo right where your eyes are blinded. That's what it's like. Um, Which is
1: frowned upon, by the way. Of course, no flash Please photos. Please don't do pirates. that in pirates. I really hate when people do that yes. in your boat.
0: That's <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then all the way to the boarding area there where you have the, the sort of sounds of the ocean and the, um, I don't know, just that, that last overpass you go to if you don't have fast pass, right, as you go over the track to get to the other side, or that's if you do have fast pass, either way, um, just the transition onto the water itself is just a really immersive experience.
1: And let's not forget the music.
0: Oh, of course, yeah, that sets the, the tone as well, like the, the kind of, uh, creepy little pirate's music there, I love that.
1: So, fun fact, uh, when we got married in Walt Disney World, which we will do a podcast someday all about, yep. um, we decided to do a bridal portrait session at the Magic Kingdom because...
0: Because you have to. We have to, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> so we ch- you can choose one of three loops, and one of them was uh, ended up at the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. And, of course, we got our picture taken outside, and it was beautiful. Um, but our photographer also... Let us inside to the the queue a little bit. So yeah. uh, we have very happy memories now of being the only ones in there taking pictures by the barrels yeah, and all of that. Yeah,
0: at sunrise. Well, yeah, so inside being like, yeah, sitting on the barrels and stuff was fun. Then being outside at sunrise was really beautiful and unique. Uh, and, yeah, that was just a really cool yeah. experience. So we'll never on. forget that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, okay, right, I four. guess number four for me, I'm jumping to um, Animal Kingdom And I would say that It's Tough to Be a Bug is my top four. And that is because I love the Tree of Life. I think it's magnificent. Um, It's the one park icon that I always turn around and say goodbye to. More so than the others for whatever reason. It was just something that I picked up um, as a kid. I think maybe because it was generally uh, the park that we would only go to once in a trip. So I would always turn around and say goodbye to it. Anyway, I love that you make your way closer to the Tree of Life. You're surrounded by the lush greenery, the oasis, and things start getting closer and larger than life. And all of a sudden, these animals are just jumping out from the tree. And the fact that you go underneath it, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you're inside the tree, and you're honoring... Uh, The bug population that (laughs) seldom goes unnoticed. Um, I just love that 3D show. Um, I think some people may not. They may find it cheesy or scary or whatever, but I have very happy memories of going. I love it, and I just think that it's such a magnificent space.
0: Yeah, it's one of the only ways you can get really up close and personal with those incredible carvings on the tree. And then, like you were saying, the kind of optical illusion, right? When you first enter that Discovery Island area, the tree seems not regular size, but it seems like a tree, like a giant tree. Like, I not think you could go inside of it, though. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. it's possible. And then as you're like, oh, we're like underneath the tree underground, and it feels like you're underground as you're in that, uh, the last kind of waiting area. Really cool. All right, very nice. I had that under my shout-out slash honorable mentions. It was closed. Like, that was definitely on my mind as yep. I went through. Yep. Um... So my number four is actually, I would guess... No, it's not. I was going to say it's the newest queue, but it's technically not. It is one of the newer ones, though, and it is Rise of the Resistance. Yep. Um, and I would say, if, if you haven't been on this attraction, uh, fast forward, like, three to five minutes, because <laughs> I'm going to spoil stuff about it. And I think that's what one of the things that makes the attraction so cool is the sort of different phases you go through before you get to the actual attraction itself. You start by going into the Rebel base with all the rock work and the waterfall, and then you're in this, like, mine shaft that really looks like it was just kind of just blown out on the cheap almost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you see the wires and these haphazard lights put up like it really was. This this rebellion just got here, and we had to set up this base as fast as possible. And then you're seeing their equipment and the blasters and the... Um, I don't even know what it's called. I should know uh, as a Star Wars nerd, but that board, you know, like, that from the movies with, like, the planning the plotting board there. Um, just all of that was really cool. And then as you enter the second phase of the ride, I guess, there's like a secondary queue, which is, of course, the the um, Star Destroyer deck and everything. Um, being in there is like a complete 180, so you have like a double queue, really, yeah. is what makes it so cool. Is then you have the second queue experience with the intimidating uh, cast members like yelling at you and putting <laughs> you in your place. And then, you know, everything is white and pristine and perfect and and imperial, and so, like, the dichotomy of those two experiences is really unique. Like, there's no other attraction I know of like that. And then the last thing I want to say is, um, another one of the coolest things about this ride is that even, or this queue, I should say, is even some of the queues that we'll talk about that are immersive and great, you're still, like, waiting, and there's still that moment when, like, you're watching other people get on the ride, and you're just like, okay, like, I just want, like, pirates, you know, you're there, that last stretch, and you're like, this is really cool, but I just see all these people getting on the ride, and, like, when are we going to be on the ride? And in Rise of the Resistance, you're in that jail cell, you experience the last bit of the pre-show, and then you're on the ride. Yeah. Like, you don't have a chance to, like, wait, really, like, after that, so it really, like, surprises you on how it takes away a lot of that, like, the annoying part of the of the queue, mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on Rise of the Resistance Q? Or did I cover it?
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I honestly, it was such a blur for me because I was just trying to soak it all in, but in doing that, I, I feel like I need to go back on and, and see it a second time yeah. to just really appreciate the details. But, the anticipation, I think, and the build up to those early rooms, I forget a lot because, <laughs> one, I'm pretty new to Star Wars anyway, but two, like, I just didn't know what to expect, so yeah. I didn't know what to focus on. Um, but, I think that was a uh, great description.
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think next time we go, maybe we'll do an episode just about all of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And then you'll, after we've been like on that ride a second time and stuff, we'll go into more of the details. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Great. Right,
0: so we're at number three?
1: Please. Yep. So number three for those who um, held off on Rise of the Resistance. We are now <laughs> done with that section, so we are on to number three. And my third is Space Mountain. I
0: thought this would be on your list.
1: I love Space Mountain. Um, Childhood favorite. I love going from the outside to immediately going into that room with the ball pit, for whatever those are. Um, (laughs) Soundproof, or what? The giant um, screen. And then moving right into those tunnels. That music.
0: I was going to say, I was waiting for you to say music. The music is...
1: Very nostalgic for me. It is beautiful. It's exciting. It reminds me of just running up those... Um, those... Uh, the ramps? Yeah, the ramps, oh, yeah. I guess. Um, going past the planets and the stars that move with you. They and... make me a little
0: dizzy. Yeah, <laughs> they do.
1: <laughs> but just kind of the build-up to what's to come and... um you know, it was really fun. Anytime you have a fast pass, you could just blow past the, the,
0: but it's so the general long. ride. It's, it's so long that, like, I, it's almost fun. I love going through the fast pass for that because, yeah. like, I don't know. You still have to, like, walk a decent amount, right. but, I, but I enjoy it.
1: It is very impressive how long the walk is because yeah. you're truly going up into this uh, into space mountain, into yeah. the structure, and mm-hmm. to leave, it's the same thing. So it's just a very impressive Considering its age. Uh, and you're like
0: under the ride too. Right. Right? Like right. the ride must be right above you. Right. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just magnificent. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it.
0: Now let me get your opinion on this. Do you were you upset or happy when they closed up the last part of the queue? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I miss the uh, moving walkway.
0: No, no, sorry. Is that what like you mean? the the very like after you the fast pass and regular merge. Yeah. And you go into the two sides. Yep. You used to be able to look up and see the roller coaster, like the ride. Oh. And now there's a ceiling there. Oh, I don't mind that. Yeah, I kind of miss the hearing the screams and seeing, like, the occasional you catch a glimpse of a car streaking by and the, uh, like, the um, like the disco ball, basically, yeah, yeah. effect. Uh, well, I like I that you can
1: it. you can still get that in the TTA.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Um, so that's kind of fun. I love how dark it gets in there. You yeah. Really... Well, it makes...
0: It did make the ride itself darker. Yeah. Um, so I guess that that's a benefit. Nice. Okay, my number three is sticking at the studios. It is the Twilight Zone Tower of oh Terror. Oh my gosh! Is this on your list?
1: This was my number one. I
0: figured this would have to be on your list, but uh,
1: but I can improvise.
0: I'll start it off. I mean, it's. It's, this could easily be my number two or my honestly it was I talked, th- thought about it for being my number one um, I think this kind of set the standard for the modern like Disney queue of what you know you could do with theming um, just walking into that lobby and everything being covered in dust and literally feeling like everybody just up and left one day like yeah, decades abandoned. ago yeah. it's really cool uh, all of the nods to the Twilight Zone show which like you can look up there's like probably a few dozen of them like the but a few of the big ones like the broken pair of glasses or the the stopwatch um there's some books in the library in the pre-show area that are referencing the shows i really like made sure to weave that in and just the the spooky hotel feeling you get like it really is like stepping into a horror movie or a thriller movie like and then after the pre-show you're in the boiler room and the Uh, It's so dark, and the sounds of, like, the steam or whatever it is, like, the boiler going. Yeah, it
1: even has a a scent.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, even though there is that kind of last bit of anticipation there, they wind you in a way where you're not just, like, in a line, you know, just, like, waiting your turn. Like, there's a lot of, like, sharp turns there, so, like, you're always kind of, like, looking in a new direction in the boiler room, so I I really like the way they do that, that it's not... I never mind waiting there for however long they need to away there. Right. So, um, you yeah, know, what did you have about Tower of Terror? Did you have any other notes?
1: Well, again, the, for me, it's all about the music, um, having that chilling 1940s music happening in the lobby, thinking about everything being covered in that thick dust, uh, knowing the attention that the, that the Imagineers put into making it truly look like it was abandoned. Um, And even right down to when you're exiting the ride. First of all, the attraction is just top to bottom, incredible detail, incredible theming, probably the best theming, I would say, of any attraction. And I'm not putting that lightly. I love this ride. I love thrills. Even when you're exiting the ride, you end up in this like basementy bellhop area. You end up in the gardens. Like you are just in this hotel.
0: Yeah, I probably should have actually started. I kind of jumped into the lobby because that's the most to me impressive part. But starting off in the in the garden area when the lines a little longer and kind of looking up at the tower itself and getting a closer view of the architecture and the detail, and then you know which is also where you exit, of course, in the lower right, garden. Right. The porches. Which is
1: cool. It's just the
0: stone. Yeah. Um, but like the fact that everything's dead though. Like yeah. Right. It's not right. a garden, so it really sets the tone right away of like, oh, is this place even really open? And that's it's all just. Exactly as it should be. Right. Yeah.
1: So, uh, on to number two.
0: Yep, you're number two.
1: I'm, I'm pivoting a little bit okay. because um, we have had some overlap, which okay. we were expecting. <laughs> um, my second favorite is Expedition Everest.
0: This was also my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so you start this one off.
1: Okay, so right when you get into that part of Asia in Animal Kingdom, you already feel like you're in the Himalayas. And not that I've ever been there, but the shredded prayer flags and Gupta's gear, <laughs> and uh, the van thing that's selling ice cream—I'm pretty sure yep. that the sweeping views of the uh, mountain and hearing people screaming from several hundred feet away—like you just know you're walking into something special. Mm-hmm. And then right when you get into that queue, depending on. Whether or not you're getting into the general queue, the fast pass, or even the single rider, which I highly recommend for those who want to ride but maybe have some nervous um, members of their family or, or party, you just want to
0: ride a bunch or, of times in right. a row or whatever, like you're <laughs> great to, option. Yeah.
1: But you really not miss. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's always something to look at no matter which line you're in. And it really does set the tone for this story, this narrative that the Imagineers came up with, which is you are getting the gear that you need in order to make this expedition. You're seeing all of this like museum of artifacts and this older um, couple, this Tibetan couple who own all of these things and you see the pots and pans hanging and the sleeping bags. And then all of a sudden you start to realize there's some lore. There's some folklore about this, uh, Yeti. And, um, everyone's trying to get evidence. Um, you know, did they, did they truly see this thing? Is it real? Is it a real footprint? What are the origins of this creature? And you set off on this adventure to, um, maybe seek out the yeti and be
0: yeah yeah so i mean that, that's a great over you've covered most of. What I was gonna <laughs> what? i'll just add in i mean yeah that last bit of the yeti museum i really love because like you said I, I wrote down just the word lore because that's what it is but i love that there's not just like a definitive oh here's what this one person found and we're gonna go see what it is you know like it really feel like you're a part of this bigger narrative you're like okay some people saw this some people believe this could be this tall it could be this tall right and like you've got these conflicting or like different sort of takes and stories and artifacts and you're not sure what you're gonna encounter and then the other thing that i wrote down uh that you didn't mention um yet was all those like not all but a lot of those things were just things that they bought that imagineers went to the himalayas and like whatever sort of flea market or trading posts, whatever they found, they just bought crap (laughs) and put it up on the walls and it all... That's why it feels so authentic because it is.
1: It's incredible. And even... I should have mentioned um, just the nature within these man-made, you know, there's sculptures of the Yeti, there's mm-hmm. there's offerings um, to the, the local deities, like, it, it very yes. much feels like a, a belief or not a belief.
0: You have, like, the locals who are really, like, believing in it almost as a religion, then yeah. you have, like, the scientist angle of it, or, like, the explorer angle to it. Yeah, there's, like, actually there's three, right? There's the right. locals who are, like, believe it as, like, this... Real thing, right? This mythological thing, and then you have the sort of scientists who are like, eh, "It's just a whatever, an evolution of something, or the missing link." And then you have the explorers that are like, "It's a monster, and I'm gonna go catch it." Basically, yeah,
1: right. So choose, choose your, yeah. uh, choose your path. But I just love it. And in the midst of all of that, there's of course the music, um, the local music. Um, but there's also like a serenity just before you ride, like all of the rooms that you go into, there's a, there's like a sense of calm, yeah. um, with the lush greenery of Animal Kingdom and just like these little alcoves of open air and right. it's just, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. One last thing I forgot to mention before was I love the office with like the old computer, yeah, like the '90s computer. It really like feels like you're like, oh man, we're in this like (laughs) really janky tour company. Um, Like you you mentioned the tour company before. Like the the I should have wrote down the names, but the husband and wife team that runs the um, uh, what is the name of the company? It's it's just actually I think it's just Everest Expeditions or something, something like that. Whatever it is, Um, I should have wrote it down, but. Yeah, it's just great storytelling throughout. Yeah, yeah. So that was my number two, so that we're throwing it back over to you. Do you have...
1: Yeah, so my number one in... There's
0: one, yeah, there's one you haven't mentioned yet, right? My, num- yeah.
1: my number one in rethinking all of this <laughs> is, once again, Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage.
0: Which is also my number one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did this very well. Yes, yes. Well, this is perfect.
0: I think we can kind of agree that those those three are probably the best, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, animal kingdom of all the parks, each of them have a unique flavor and narrative, but there's something about the storytelling in animal kingdom. That is just unique and special and really imaginative.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there are so many imagineers that, that work hard on this and have really taken things to the next level. But I mean, we have to mention the the guy who really leads the way he's, the the torchlight, you know, that leads them is Joe Rody I think, which yep. just set this standard. We talked about him before. He's I've talked the best. about it. Um, but you know, he's done such a good job of inspiring everybody to, to ascend to that next level. You know, I think he did a bunch on, on Galaxy's Edge, but not he wasn't the lead on that. So I think you see his influence. Yeah. That he's kinda like created the new standard. So Um but yeah, I mean, where do you even start with? With Flight of Passage. I guess the uh, word
1: that comes to mind the most is immersive. Yeah. Um, even even listening to Joe Rohde talk about Pandora and his uh, thought process on how to create this world. I mean, a lot of it didn't exist. Like, they're basing this entire section of the park on one film. So they really had to...
0: And and they didn't put it in the world of the uh, sorry they didn't place put it in the time of the film right it's thirty years later so right it's like, so okay, it's even
1: beyond it's surpassing the film
0: yeah let's tell this the story of what happens after and like far beyond the sort of limitations of that one film and you know the the I would say the cue tells more of a story than the attraction itself the attraction yes. is the is an experience right unlike any other but the story really comes from, uh, similar to Rise of the Resistance, where you're going through different phases of this structure, and it tells the story of what happened here, and and who's kind of had their hands on this thing, which again, it's got three different groups of people that had their um, hands on this, those being the, the native Na'vi, the RDA, like the military type people, and then the scientists that have come in since to sort of repurpose it as a um a scientific venture uh and more you know positive one for the environment around you so you're seeing those three things kind of all at play um so i mean let's let's talk about those three different things i think like what's that that first section being in front of the valley or like underneath the rocks i mean you're going underneath that structure is really incredible
1: yeah you're going through the, the floating rocks the valley of moara Um, It's really, like, the the nature side of things. The greenery, like... And just that lush earth. Um, And as you make your way through that structure, you find that you're more in, like, a a cave-like setting. And you're seeing um, beadwork and um, yarn and...
0: um, What would you even call it, like... It's almost like, like basketry, yeah, but it's like, not. Like, what's the word for that? I don't know. But it's these... Like
1: weaving. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then even pr- handprints. Drawings, and, cave yeah, drawings. Yeah, like cave drawings, uh, pictorials of yeah. their culture. Yep. Which is very cool. So you're... Including
0: you're... Um, the Banshee, you know, kind of lore you're, you're yeah. starting to set up there. Exactly. Uh, and then you go into these laboratories if the queue is in its longer state you know i think we we try to use fast pass or go early in the morning when we can where we're not going through all of that as much but the the lab then has all the has the giant screen with all the different sort of research they're doing and it has the um the computers and the experiments going on and the um
1: yeah, they have like, like right down to the pipettes, right, these right. trays and the, and the
0: little um, uh, beakers and yeah, stuff right. like on things. And then the big Specimens. attraction of that, I'll let you take over for for. Uh, Certain gentlemen will meet. Oh,
1: Hank in the tank. Hank in the tank. <laughs> he's he's formerly known as. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, some of the cast members gave him that nickname, right? Yeah. And um, it's yeah. a little
1: it's a little disturbing, I have to admit. But it is, if you've ever seen the movie, that is very much what they do. They have the avatar,
0: yeah,
1: floating in the incubator, basically. Um,
0: and to me, like, yes, it is expertly. Um, created crafted but i think we've seen plenty of that in disney and elsewhere like great sculpting work what gets me about this guy is when he'll just twitch like at random yeah. and like just move in a really natural way like it's freaky
1: yeah it's it's yeah
0: <laughs> you're like oh wait is that alive for a second like you really it really gets yeah you. it's
1: very unsettling but it's also very impressive yes, yes. magnificent mm-hmm. in a, in an odd way
0: yeah, I mean, this life-size, like, eight-foot <laughs> body right. that's floating.
1: Right. All the while, you're thinking to yourself, this is huge.
0: Yeah. It's a big building. <laughs>
1: it's a big building. It's a huge queue. It's, it's a wonder why these things are hours long, and they can actually fit everybody.
0: Yeah. At least, I don't know. At least co- most of them. A couple hours worth of people. <laughs> yeah.
1: but... You do end up outside, of course, yeah. most of the time. Well, but...
0: Especially in the morning, right? You'll, yeah. At first first half of the day, they kind of just start trying to catch up
1: right so once you're finally through that room you're getting close yes
0: yeah, so now you're you transition into this military bunker basically yeah, yeah. and it is ugly and cement. it is dreary yeah it is cement it is fluorescent i mean that's the things that i wrote down were the the change in lighting there yeah from this you know pleasant-ish laboratory you know it's not it's not you know it's, it's not pretty, but it's it's nice enough. It's and
1: earthly. It's the only earthly, yeah. you know, normal-looking space, I guess, normal to us. Right,
0: right. The more approximates our, you know, yeah. work conditions. And then it is this bright, ugly, fluorescent-looking... And it's not actual... Do you know this? That it's not actual fluorescent lights. Yeah. It's, like, LEDs that they tuned, basically, to look like the color of fluorescent, which is which really cool. Which is very cool. impressive. Um, But, yeah, you see the... It's, now here's where it's sort of like Rise of the Resistance early on, where you see like the pipes along the wall and yeah. stuff like that. And I mean, here's the thing: it's perfectly done. It is miserable standing there for very long when you're waiting to get into your room. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of plays into the the theme of it. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is they they there's a sound. There's like a humming sound yeah. that they pipe in that's really you know adds to the um, the environment environmental storytelling of the thing and just really feels like you're in a com, you know this complex right
1: right this working area Facility, yeah mean, that's
0: the word i was really looking for yeah where stuff's going on
1: yeah and even once you deboard after your incredible experience you're still finding your way out of that space yeah you're back
0: into that space so back into yeah. the bunker yep
1: Moving your way out, end up outside once again. Great
0: way for them to save money where it's like, oh, we're just going to build a concrete staircase. Yeah. So <laughs> up
1: but again, music, sound, smell, all of it plays into your senses and makes it a truly unforgettable cue yeah. and attraction.
0: Yeah, I think those are like the things that when a, when a cue can stimulate your multiple senses yeah. when it goes to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, well, that great. was great. So, <laughs> those are our top five. I want to run through a few that just missed my list.
1: Honorable mentions.
0: Yes, yeah, so you had mentioned a couple of mine, which were The Seas and Space Mountain. Um, also on my list were Big Thunder Mountain. Yep. Um I feel like we, these days, use Fast Pass or Go early in the morning for that one as well, so we're not in that line as much. But
1: <laughs> We have a family. I, I would disagree just because we have a family story where we went on one particular very busy evening and we just ended up in what we called the heartbreak rooms (laughs) because we were in we were waiting in line in these rooms that we didn't even know existed and even though you have a view of the attraction for most of the time because it's kind of an indoor outdoor space there really isn't that much to look at because it's just a wooden structure
0: but that might have been before they redid it they redid it the queue about five six years ago maybe a little more yeah and they added in a lot of, like, little things. They added some of those interactive elements where oh, you can, like, do yeah. this dynamite. And, like, little storytelling things throughout. So that's what makes it a little better these days. <laughs> yeah. It's not just standing I there. guess so. So, so that's <laughs> on my list. Um, I, I thought this one might make your list, but the Muppets has such a fun cue with that. Um, yeah,
1: that is great.
0: With the, uh, that corridor with the doors, um... You know, a stress, or is it an anxiety testing room or something like that? Caution contents are under extreme pressure. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like all the Muppet gags. And yeah, then in, that's the, true. in the last room there, the net full of jello and the stuff like that. Yeah, those I are love. cute. Um, I got a couple more, but you take a couple of your honorable mentions. I would
1: say uh, Little Mermaid and Magic Kingdom, yep. similar to Nemo in that you're truly um, moving into this like half land, half sea. Little Mermaid, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splash Mountain, I love. Okay. Um, I know it's very similar to Big Thunder Mountain, but you have the view of the train. You're moving your way um, into once again this like indoor outdoor space, and you're yeah. like getting to you're getting acquainted with some of the characters as you move in. That's true. That's true. Um, let's see. What else did I say? Peter Pan.
0: I had that. Peter as Pan a... really changed Shout in out.
1: the last however many years so around the, the same time yeah yeah that whole it. new a- immersive area with the um with the bedroom of the children and all of that is just really beautiful
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then what else did I say oh Frozen
0: <sighs> Frozen is really nicely done but those switchbacks are painful to me yeah we, you're in we the haven't same...
1: spent much time in them to be honest because we're usually
0: I, oh you know what? I, did it it without you. I did it without you a couple times though and painful it's, you just feel like you're not moving, even though you are. Yeah. Because you're in the same vicinity. I mean, that's the thing that I was saying about pirates, is that you're never in the same spot. You're always moving forward. And mo- a lot of these, you are. That's at true. Le- at least for, like, big stretches of it. Frozen, not at all. You are constantly, like, right next to the blo- loading area. Right. And so it's, it's awful. Uh, but the beautiful... It's beautiful. Like, the ceiling and the walls are all really nice. Um, I've got an interesting one for you. Huh. Uh, because it's gone. But I want... Wanted to put in the old test track cue.
1: Oh, I loved that.
0: It was, was a favorite of mine. I love the music, even though it's kind of annoying. <laughs> so much
1: but, more than the new one. Uh, it but it's just... like,
0: yeah, again, the sounds and the everything, the moving stuff. Very kinetic. Yeah. Um, similarly, Smuggler's Run also has a great one. That
1: was, You know what? That was on my list too. Um, yeah. But because you described Rise of the Resistance, yeah. it, it's. I wouldn't say similar, but obviously the theming is similar. Yeah. That was an equally impressive. The first time we went through it, it was just a massive building and a lot right. to look at. And that was very cool.
0: And doing a similar thing of putting you in the chess room um, until you're like basically ready to get on the, the thing. You're not like waiting for your chance to get on yeah. in like a line. You are just kind of like get to hang out get to take a picture at the chessboard um, and stuff like that. So that's really cool and well done. Um, to run through just a few more that I think are um, great, I'm gonna put Star Tours also. I love the uh C3PO and, and mm. uh, r 2 No, you don't like it? <laughs> I just the don't Q- like s-
1: Star Tours for everyone listening, makes me like green, so oh, you can appreciate I just the have Q. bad, I just have bad associations with Star Tours and <laughs> any of those like virtual rooms that move.
0: I, I feel you. Um, yeah, just a couple more to round things out. Haunted Mansion, uh, yeah. love the redo of that with the interactive elements. Yeah. And then, you know, it just uh, is fun to be weaving through there. And I'm going to leave with one. Um, oh, I actually mentioned Seven Doors Mine Train as well. I know a lot of people love that one. Um, again, the interactive kind of uh, revolution went through that as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave with one um, sort of interesting one that people might not think about or might not experience that often because it is a bit of a commitment. But The American Adventure... Oh, yeah rotunda where you can watch the voices of liberty that is an incredibly beautiful room building structure all of it is just really expertly done yeah and i love being there and then i love going up the escalator under the flags they have all the different like flags from uh, american history um so yeah really enjoyed that as well
1: yeah very patriotic yes makes you swell with pride to be an american it's just beautiful
0: yeah all right. Any closing thoughts or, or uh, cues that you wanted to shout out or anything? Are you good?
1: I think that was it. That All of those were impressive. I'm sure there are many more that we could have gone through, but those happen to be the highlights for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd say most of the new ones they put in now are just so well done, and they make waiting not so bad. Right. At least some, <laughs> at least some of the time. Uh, at least it gives us something to – talk about and think about and it really sets the scene or sets the stage for the rest of the attraction yeah becomes part of the attraction itself so right. i always appreciate that all right well uh Gina, why don't you tell people where they can find and follow you while they're not listening to the show
1: sure so i have a blog uh, will run you can also find me on instagram at will run for disney blog and twitter
0: and of course, you can follow the Diz Quiz on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for the fun Disney trivia videos we do. I know we're a little bit stalled on some of the YouTube content right now, just things being what they are, uh, It's it's been uh, tough with personal and uh, global situations <laughs> to do as much. But um, we want to keep doing this podcast for sure, and maybe some other fun stuff coming down later in the year. So if you are enjoying this podcast and the other stuff, then you know subscribing and liking and stuff, I say it. Every episode, but I say it because it does help um, boost those numbers and just uh, kind of playing the game of of making it, um, you know, spreading the show to a bigger audience. And that really means a lot. And I really love hearing from you and seeing your interaction and everything on the shows. So we hope you'll come and join us again for our next one. But until then, I've been Tommy T. And I'm Gina. And we will see you real soon. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.